Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry feathered or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Hello and welcome listeners to episode 205 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast with too much talking of pets is barely enough. I'm Dr. Robbie Ann and I am joined by the man who is been moonlighting as a animal uh, an animal cleric and also mystic he's gone into dabbling into the uh the art of being a medium trying to work out how to try and read the thoughts of pets and also how to try and adjust their chakras trying to focus in on what's wrong with an animal to try and cure them through the power of music and that man is dr lewis kirkham lewis how are you going Good, Robbie. I'm, I'm very well, thank you. Is there, uh, is there some background to to that that intro, perhaps? That um... nothing at all to do with any of the messages we've been sending to each other. So, if any of our <laughs> listeners have managed to tap into our phone feeds, well, then they'll know exactly what we're talking about. But otherwise, that's just going to be a little something, something between you and me, and maybe you know anyone that wants to go searching around some funny websites uh, that, that have to do with vet clinics. Anyway. Is there a website where I could take some some of Olive's blood? Do you think and uh, and send it off and get a get a song with her energy resonating from? It? Is that what you're saying? Look, is that I, what I mean, we're talking about? there is a it's a wide church that, that this the veterinary industry and there's a lot of people that have a lot of different uh, thoughts and opinions on what it means to be a veterinary scientist and mm-hmm. what it and what different things can be done in order to try and aid the healing and treatment of our patients. And Hey, you know, if they're, if they're making a living out of it, well then so be it, but it's not necessarily my wheelhouse. So I'll just back away from that sort of stuff. Yeah. Well, I think uh, certainly we are a special breed as vets and, and, and the vet industry in general, people in the vet industry, I reckon we've all got our own little, Quirks and Quirks. individualities, I reckon. And I had a bit of a dinner last night with some of the doyens of the vet profession, some of the the, the movers and shakers. The heavy and, hitters. Uh, yeah, and we, we all thought that apart from us six at the table, the rest of the veterinary profession were all, all a little bit different. And I'm sure that none of us at the table were different at all. Yeah, no way. And, Everyone and, else, not us. It is a... um. It's a, it's an interesting, like I say, like they, they talk in politics about how some people are, you know, that it, their constituencies are a broad church. And that's certainly where we fall as well. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a, it's a bell curve, isn't it? You know, like most people all kind of live in the middle, but gee whiz, there's an awful lot of interest, uh, yeah, interesting cats that lie around the outliers of uh, any industry and ours is no different. Oh, I think so. Definitely. I reckon with vets, we're more, there's many more at the edge there. There are many more cats at the edge, as you might say, than at the... But- than under the bell, yeah, very, hey, very few under the lip, under the lip, the lip of the bell. Yeah, is that the bell. what it is? Just, just that the is little the math, mathematical term. Just the, the near the little dingle dangly thing that knocks on the side of the bell. Yeah, when it's knocking on the side, that's where it's under, not where it's in the middle. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You got. You got to sort of rock the bell from side to side. 
Yeah, under the, yeah. Lid, the edge of the bell. Exactly. Yeah, yeah hey, definitely. S- speaking of odd cats, um, just to keep down the uh, – you know, there's always a saying that you would not want to be the animal of a vet or a vet nurse because they're the ones that the worst things happen to. Yeah. So, yes. so long-time listeners to the show – Thank you. Um, first time listeners, welcome. Um, I've got two cats, Parker and Melvin. They're both about 15 and a half coming up to 16 years of age in a couple of months. And so we'd always joked about how Parker being the tabby cat, he was, he'd always just look at you and just go, Row! and Christina and I'd always joke about, oh, you know, he is absolutely going to be the quintessential hyperthyroid cat. He's just going to yeah. get skinny and he's going to yell at us when he gets older. Turned out we were uh, we were off by fifty percent. Um, Melvin <laughs> is the hyperthyroid cat. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so we uh, we when we've recently been away, and so I had to take the cats into work for mm. uh, to 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 stay there. And been, been uh, away, mate. Being away, went went for a little trip to Bali. I'll, I'll get to that in a, in a in a little bit, you know. Must um, be nice. Must be nice, you know. Working hard, you got to work work hard to make a living, and then you know, trying to um trying to support the uh, the counterfeit basketball shirt industry over in our uh, you know northern Indonesian holiday destination neighbour up there in the the uh, the state of Bali. Anyway, so we um so dropped the cats off at work, and I thought. Yeah, look, I think Melly might be losing a little bit of weight, so I better weigh him. And he's about 400 grams lighter than the last time we weighed him. So we went from like 4.5 to 4.1. I thought, yeah, there's something going on here. I won't want run blood tests on him now because I don't want to think about it while I'm away. So I thought yes. we'll get we'll get some blood tests from him when we get back. So we got blood tests back from him, and yeah, he's he's hyperthyroid a little bit. So it's like, all righty, time to start him on medications now. Needless to say that Christina and I have never been the greatest at compliance of um, trying to treat our animals. Like we've always mm. so so busy trying to make sure that we're doing the right thing from all of our patients, Lewis, that sometimes our own animals might start to uh, miss out a little bit. But uh, tell you what, four days in, we have not missed a tablet. So we'll see whether or not we can keep on going along that path for the rest of his life. <laughs> Well, yeah, fantastic. That's great. So, should we go into a little bit what hyperthyroidism is? Are we? Is that a main topic for today? Do you think? Just Not a, a main topic for today. But let's wait for a um, because I've got some other stuff to talk. We'll we'll we'll, we'll get we'll good. cover cover hyperthyroidism again. Also, because we need to probably wait and see what we're going to do with him long term as far as treatment wise. So we might yeah. uh, see what happens down the track, and we'll talk through our our clinical reasoning on what we're going to do as far as treating him as we're seeing what's happening with his uh, with his treatment as we go forward. But um, as we said, um, and listeners to um to today's podcast podcast might think that I'm taking over a lot. That's because I'm the only one with things to say. Lewis sent me a message and he said, do you have anything to talk about? I said, I've got lots to talk about. He said, that's good because I've got nothing. I said, that's right, mate. You know, you jump in the passenger seat and you just uh, you, you just be the special comments, man. That's all right. I'll I'll do the Brian Taylor. I'll just do take the hard yards from here. So so yeah, we went to Bali for a um for a bit of a bit of a holiday trip, and um we uh, we went to uh, the southern or the southwestern part um to Uluwatu. Now, uh, listeners to the podcast that have been to Bali will probably be familiar with the Uluwatu Temple, Lewis, a, a famous old uh, Hindu temple. It's about a thousand years old but it is rancid with monkeys so many monkeys 
Wow. But, but these monkeys are absolutely hardwired to steal stuff from tourists. So when you go in, they say, take your hats off, your sunglasses off, hold on to your cameras, hold on to your wow. phones, because these monkeys will grab stuff. So um, so we've tucked everything away and, you know, I've taken off my taken off my sunglasses and, you know, hide the hat. The kids are hiding their stuff as well. And so my sunscreen, I'm having the sunscreen over my bald spots because then can't cover it with my hat. Um, and we're walking through and there's all these cute monkeys running around. Those big monkeys, little baby monkeys. It's all great. And then at one point we look and we see a monkey chewing on a pair of sunglasses and we go, well, there's someone who didn't listen. There's um, a fool and his sunglasses soon to be parted. There is a fool. So um, our uh, our driver and tour guide who was taking us around, he said, oh, look, I had a, um, a client a couple of months ago that I bought here and they, they didn't listen to me when I said, you've got to hang on to your phone because these monkeys will grab your phone. He's gone, no, 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 I'll be okay. I'll be right. He said, brand new, you know, whatever iPhone they're up to pro, you know, like this is an expensive bit of, bit of uh, camera. And he's just holding it, trying to get up really close to this monkey to get a photo. Oh. And the monkeys reached out, grabbed it and boom, taken off. Just shot. He's gone, wow. what's going on? You got to try and get my phone back. The guy's got to- Dude, what can I do? What can I do? So what they do is then they call over the local handlers. Now, what happens then is they've got the the people that work around there, they've got little bags of fruit in their pockets, right? And so what they do is then they throw the bag of fruit to uh, to the monkey to get the monkey to drop the phone. Now, the only problem with this guy's case is the monkey dropped it down the cliff because anyone that's been to Uluwatu temple will know that it is perched on the side of a cliff. So monkeys sort of looked at it and gone "Ah, and dropped it down the cliff. Bye bye iPhone. But when we were there, we saw two cases Lewis of where people had their phone stolen and the monkey climbed up on the roof and then turned around and looked and waited, waited for the person to come up, throw them the bag of fruit. And then they drop the phone, grab the fruit and then take off. Now tell me Lewis, from a behavioral point of view, I said to Christina, I said, this is some podcast topics right here. I said, does this, as I need to ask you, does this um, count as operant conditioning? Well, it's, it's, it's a definitely a learned behavior, isn't it? And yeah, yeah uh, you tested me on the, the deep down nuances of definitions of behavior, but it's, it's certainly a learned behavior. Very, very amazing how they managed to. Uh, to work out that that's what would happen when you steal things from from people that I yeah. that I get through. It's a very very basic transaction transaction, isn't it? Just uh, I take something from a tourist, I sit up here and I wait for the fruit, and and then it's going to perpetuate, obviously, ongoing and ongoing for in in perpetuity potentially. Because there's always tourists and they're always yeah. getting their phones out. And, you know, yeah. people, um, so, and there's a, there's this sort of, um, stone fence that runs around, um, along the side of the cliff. And so everybody wants to get along the stone fence and have a picture of themselves. But then all of a sudden, a monkey comes running along and everyone goes, whoa, whoa look out, look out. And everyone's going to get out of the way as this monkey comes and tries to jump on people's backs, trying to, trying to grab things. Wow. Um, and and at one stage our um our guide he had his phone out and because he was just checking something and um and he was about to put it down into his pocket 
And this big alpha male monkey has then come along and he's grabbed the, grabbed the phone and the guy's going, whoa, and, and tried to scare the monkey away. But like literally this monkey timed it to be trying to get the phone as he's trying to put it into his pocket because he knew that this was um, the perfect time to try and pounce. Wow. Unbelievable. Further to the the uh, the monkey operant conditioning was these people who have the fruit bags were they getting a certain amount of money for throwing the said fruit bags to the monkeys? Well, I, I didn't see anything of a transactional nature no, there, Lewis. Right. But I would, you would want to hope that in the um the tip economy that is um Bali <laughs> that you know you too if if someone's just saved your uh, your fifteen hundred dollar mm. iPhone, you, you'd want to kick them a, a little bit of uh, rupee in order to try and repay their um the, the the strategic throwing of the the bag of sweet potato or uh you know or fruit that they've uh, that they've given the monkey. So is that then operant conditioning that that in, uh, enables the um, the perpetuation of that that behaviour to uh, to you know to to supply the fruit bags to to allow the monkeys to take the the phone to then get the tip for the fruit bag and uh, and provide a, a sustenance for their family. I think it's just business. I think that part's just business. business. That, that's business. business. Yeah, that's Fair enough. yeah. That 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 that's just uh, ad- additional wages for them, Lewis. You know, right. to, to try and help them out. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and offerings to the temple potentially. Uh, absolutely, and anything that's paid in cash, you don't have to declare to the government, so there's no <laughs> tax on it. So it's great. Um, and what the last final monkey story? So then we were up in um up in Ubud, up uh, up in the cleansing area. You know, up up eating. You know, um, you know, vegan chai lattes and all that sort of stuff. Oh, you know. Yeah. And, and right having some, yeah. Oh, actually, it was. I, I, I did. I, I tried to eat no meat when I was in Bali. I was, I was sort of trying to go on a little bit of a health kick. Um, mainly just because I knew I was probably going to be drinking a lot of beer, and so I needed to try and be a little bit more careful with what my uh, calorie intake was. Yeah, um, so, so, so no monkey. Uh, no monkey hamburgers on the menu at all up, up the Ubud, no. Just, uh, zero, yeah, zero, very, zero yeah, monkey yes. burgers. But yes. um, so so in Ubud is the is the monkey temple, and so it's a, a a big Hindu temple which is full of monkeys. Now now we thought that the that the monkey temple would be as bad, if not worse, than Uluwatu temple. No no no. So what they've worked out then at the Ubud monkey temple, they just feed these monkeys so much that they just they they just you know, so full that they don't even think about anything. So, um, so, so, so these ones, they might steal a hat if you're silly enough to wear a hat, but they're not, they're not running around stealing phones and, um, and, and sunglasses and things like that. But, um, we were, as we were walking down to the, uh, to the road where the monkey forest was, and literally there's like monkeys crawling across, uh, you know, power lines and crossing roads and all that sort of stuff. And so there was a, a mummy monkey and a, and a tiny little baby monkey that was trying to cross the road. And um, the baby monkey's gone to walk across. Mummy monkey grabs hold of the baby's tail, right, and just holds it there and is looking side to side, waits until there's no traffic, then lets the baby go. Wow. The baby runs across the road and then she toddles across and then grabs the baby monkey again and then climbs up the tail telephone pole and we look at it god this is this is unbelievable that's, that's you know? incredible well yeah. that's not operant conditioning because no if you, if you miss one one uh one walk across the, you're not learning anything if you, if you get hit by the the uh the the tuk-tuk coming down no yeah, way the, the, the thought that i mean that's that's darwinism right there that's yeah. not, that's not operant conditioning that's that's darwinism <laughs> yeah that's um, finality yes yeah 
Um, but it was, it was unbelievable, mate. Like, I, I, Christina and I are just sitting there agog watching this this mummy monkey just holding onto the baby's tail. And the kids are going, oh, isn't it cute? It's holding the baby's tail. Yeah, but look at why it's holding onto the yeah. baby's tail. It's waiting for a break in the traffic. So, so this is something that this mama monkey has done before because she knows that, that you know, you've got to try and be safe for it. So, yeah, oh, it was, it, that was that was astounding. And, um, wow. you know, like, and, and around there where there's, Right, there's uh, you know, so many barley dogs, you know, lots and lots of, of dogs, most of which are interestingly are actually owned, but they just run free. They're all just running around, just just going bananas. But yeah, right. How these dogs don't get hit by cars, I have got no flame and idea at all. Like they are literally running along the side of the road while you've got four scooters and a car zooming past around a bus and the dogs are just running around. They cross, they do everything. It's like, this is unbelievable. Again, it's that thing of where, you know, I mean, they've obviously been exposed to it when they're puppies. Like I said to the kids, I said, stupid Sage, if she runs across the road, she's a mm. pancake 99 mm. times out of a hundred. Mm. But these dogs, they just make it across and they just, it's just unbelievable how they wow. do it. So yeah, wow, that's interesting. I guess yeah, it's the um, uh, that's the thing that amazed me. Certainly, traveling through South America is the number of street dogs and the fact that they you don't see. I don't know if you did in uh, Bali, you don't see a lot of fights between the dogs, or you don't see any dogs that are barking, or you don't, you know, you don't. There's not a lot of dogs that have the behavior problems, perhaps that we see in in the Western world potentially. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, when I uh, some of the areas that I went, like, because I, you know, went for a run along the um, along things sometimes, and um, or even just walking along the street, and you'll have one dog because there's no footpath, so there's you know mm. I'm the, I'm I'm the only idiot that's walking up and down the side of the road, and so because it's something that's different, like there are literally hundreds of scooters going past, um, and and noisy and cars, and, and the dogs do not give a crap about that, but uh person walking past and that dog barks and then you hear the dog up the road bark and oh, the dog okay. up the road bark and so every time i walk past these places the dogs are having an an absolute oh, conniption right. fit oh. going look out there's, there's some stupid australian coming past yeah, so, so, so make, be yeah. careful yeah gringo wow. there's a gringo there's a gringo, gringo coming through yeah. okay that's interesting so and then yeah. are they behind fences and they're no, barking no, or just out out of, out of front of properties and uh, open, open, um, like driveways are at the front gates. They, they're called, yeah. um, uh, uh, uncle uncles. The like these big things that sort of, uh, without, without meaning to bastardize Balinese culture, they've got, um, uh, let's like, not. Uh, like a, yeah, no, 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 they, they've got, um, e entry gates as you're coming into, um, the, the land that the family lives in. Yes. And so the, and so the dogs just stand there, you know, the dogs are just, yeah, mm. they, they just sit there and see what's going on. Yeah, um, and so, so, so these dogs, like, there's no, there's no gate stopping them from, uh, from coming out, and and they they walk up, they see they made up the road, they walk across the other way, they walk, you know, um, yeah, there was a, a one of the places we were staying at, or the 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 place we're staying at in all in Uluwatu was kind of in the middle of nowhere, and we're going down a road, and then we go down an alleyway, and at, at one point along that alleyway, when I was walking along there, I was walking up the shops to go and get something to drink. And um, I had to stop because there were cows walking from one paddock to another. They just literally popped out of the bushes and then four dogs followed after them. I was like, oh, okay, right. You know, the, nice. dogs are, the dogs are just out and just wandering, you know. They're yeah, just, they're right. just ha having some fun. So, yeah. Um, 
But actually, with the dogs that outside the house barking, obviously that's quite a you know, nice warning bark for for the owners of the property. But if that dog was barking incessantly the whole time the owners weren't home, you imagine that sort of environment, the dog perhaps wouldn't last as long as maybe might in the Western world. I don't know. It's just interesting mm. sort of uh, choice by selection in a way. Or, or if that was a dog that did run away, you know, we keep our dogs sort of confined um in in our uh yep, culture sort of thing in our yeah. culture and yep. if, if they they ran away well they run away they don't they're never seen again so i guess they mm. just uh yeah it's a bit of darwinism isn't it interesting yeah and, and, and get literally like because we're um i was talking to um a couple of the locals about it and they said yeah if if you see a dog with a collar on it's owned that's it that's an own dog that's someone's yeah, right. dog and yeah. so many of the dogs do have collars on. And yeah, saw right. a couple of times where dogs were getting a bit sort of narky with each other, but then they, you know, they sorted it out. You know, one went one way, one went the other. And it's like, well, yeah. I guess, I guess that's sorted out, you know, like you yeah. didn't see dogs walking around with massive gashes on them because they've been in mm. huge fights because, you know, they went near the other one's tennis ball at the off leg dog park, you know? Yeah, so, exactly, so yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it is, it's interesting how you can't switch off Lewis. You know, you can't, mm. um, you know, when you when when you spend your whole life trying to be a hammer, the whole world looks like a nail, and you just can't help but think about these behavioural things, or just even the um just the um the general health of these dogs. I mean, all of them need all of them need Brevecto. Like the, I said to C, I said we should have. I feel like we should have um you know bought over a you know a, a, our suitcases just full of stuff to try and treat sarcoptic mange and just be throwing it out the windows like mm. a, like a Santa Claus at a mm. just to go here. Yeah, just, just eat, eat, eat all of this just to try and help to kill off your mange. So, yeah, right. Wow, we, hey? Oh, yeah. Very good. Oh, yeah. sounds lovely, mate. Fantastic. Um, and and just to keep the conversation going, now this isn't a barley one. This is when we got back. So we got back on Monday with our eyes hanging out our heads. And so I've had a, had a very interesting week at work. Um, now, did I talk about last time about how I gave a clip to um, one of Australia's uh, top rating podcasts? Oh, I'm not sure if you did. No, no, no. Here yeah. we go. Like, we're not gonna even gonna have time to do this thing for a disclaimer. And, and listeners, if you're actually listening or wanting to try and sort of find out any decent veterinary stuff, this probably isn't the podcast for you. Next this week. is just next week. This is me next just week. rambling. So yeah, next 206. week 206 is gonna be great, but this one is just gonna be me talking my my, my my microphone off and Lewis just interjecting sometimes when I have to take a breath. Um, so um, the, um, the, uh, the imperfects podcast, right. Um, yes. As led by Hugh Van Kylenberg and um, Ryan Shelton and Hugh's brother and um, is, is probably, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the number one podcast. And so I think they might've topped Hamish and Andy, or certainly they're in the, they're in the top one. It's a real, um, you know, uh, mindfulness and um and and dealing with your emotions and um and uh yeah it's, it's a great podcast and they, they interview lots of really good people anyway yeah, um, go and have a look go and have a listen it's really it is really good and, it's, and it, um it really gets the nitty-gritty of people of and uh who you think uh uh mentally everything's going okay for them but perhaps it's not when you delve down deeply yeah um and th- 
they'll tell you about how good their podcast is. But anyway, so um, so uh, I was listening to one of their podcasts from a couple of months ago with um, uh, an Australian comedian that I really like, Dilruk Jai Singer. And um, I, thought, oh, I, I love listening to Dilruk. I'll, I'll have a listen to listen to Dil and see what's going on. Um, but it was the intro of that episode that I found really interesting. Now, much the same as with ours where, you know, our intro, we talk about some stuff that's going on. The intro in today's episode is going to go for the full 45 minutes. So, yeah, there's not going to be anything other than intro here. It's this is intro. Yeah, this is this is the this this episode is going to be like the birthday cake that you hope for as a kid, which is ninety five percent icing and just a really small bit of cake at the bottom. You know, you, know, you always just get the mostly cake with a little bit of icing, and the kids just eat the icing anyway. This this podcast is all icing, no cake. Anyway, um, oh, I thought you were going to say it's all cake and no icing, but anyway, go on. No, 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 no. This is all icing, no cake. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, Hugh and Ryan, and they always talk about things that are happening in their lives. And um, Hugh was talking about um, a thing that had happened with his dog, Vance, and um, uh, said that he was changing um, his daughter's nappy and he's turned around and um, he goes, what did I do with that pooey nappy? Um, the pooey nappy's gone, but the dog's sitting there with a really big smiley look on its face and he's gone, you've just eaten that nappy. And so he said, right. So I've rung up the, um, rung up the vet and they said, well, you better come down. He said, so I've gone straight down to the vet and they've seen me. Um, and, uh, you can listen back to the, back to their episode if you want to hear, but I'll paraphrase from it. He said the, the vet spoke to the dog in like this really weird way going, well, are you happy? Are you happy now that you've done this? And go, okay, right. And he said, and then, yeah. And then the dog, the vet's given it, um, something up its nose he probably didn't pay attention to see that it actually went in its eye. You wouldn't, she wouldn't have put it up its nose. Um, no. Made the dog vomit. Dog vomited up the nappy. Problem solved. You've gone in. I've gone out. And, you know, for such a short amount of uh, period of time, I could have gone and bought myself a brand new pair of uh, of, of Dr. Dre um, headphones, you know, for such a short amount of work. Um, anyway, and so, and so I was Ooh. listening to that. And, you know, um, I got a little bit itty about mm. you know mm. because i thought no no you don't you don't get to be a podcast where you get to talk about people's um emotions and emotional well-being and stuff and then have a, a, a not too um subtle drive by on an industry so i thought i'm gonna write you an email hugh yeah, so right. i did so i wrote Good him an email yes yeah. um and so uh said, look, Hugh, love what you do. I've drunk the, um, and actually it turns out I'm wearing a Resilience Project, uh, you know, hoodie right now. I said, look, I've, I've been a big fan of what you've done. You've come and spoken at the kids' school and I listen to the podcast and it's all good. But I've taken offense to one of your, um, to one of your episodes and here's why. Um, I said, you know, you said that it was on a Monday, you know, and that you've rung up your vet clinic and they've told you to come straight down. I said, Monday mornings are the busiest day at a vet clinic. Mm -hmm. And and what has your vet clinic done? Your vet clinic has said, come straight down. Come straight on in, yeah. Come straight yep. in, yep. right? And they've solved that problem for you for, um, you know, they've, they've given your dog the, the right medication. The, the vet has been to uni for six years to be allowed to have the permission to be able to use that medication to make your dog vomit so that then it's not going to get sick from all of the stuff moving through its intestine mm. or causing a blockage mm. or anything mm. like that, which would have been vastly more expensive for you. Um, and they've done that 
in the middle of what otherwise would have been a really busy day. You know, um, is it also the way that you've spoken about how the vet talked to your pet? Not for nothing. You're not unknown. Your vet clinic is going to know who you are. And if anyone from that vet clinic hears you talking about them like that, that's probably going to be pretty poor on them. So maybe what you should do is actually ring them up and say, hey, you know what? That day when I needed your help and you're coming, thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. Maybe that's something that would actually be a better thing to do rather than throwing some shade on them in your podcast. I know you didn't mean it, but I also know that this is a pretty important thing for you guys. And guess what they wrote back and said? Absolutely nothing. I've heard nothing from them. Oh, no, really? Nothing. Absolute oh. crickets. Absolute crickets. So oh. not that I expect, like I didn't say, and I expect you to address this. Yeah. I thought may, maybe, you know, an email said, hey, look, sorry, thanks for letting us know. I yeah. did call the clinic and I'd tell them thanks. Thank you very much. No, yeah. absolutely nothing. So any of our listeners out there that listen to the Resilience Projects podcast, The Imperfects, maybe send them an email and say, why didn't you send something back to Robbie yeah. when he when he gave you a little clip? Because no, nah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, well anyway. in, all, in all fairness, man, I mean, you know, we get quite a few complaint emails ourselves, and we just ignore ours. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, all those all those one star reviews and that sort of stuff. Well, now yeah. we're now we're going to get now we're going to get all the people that listen to our podcast and also listen to the Imperfects podcast complaining. That we've bagged the Imperfects podcast, what they've said about vets not being, you know, bagging vets. So it's 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 a vicious cycle, mate. We, it's a vicious cycle. Inundated, I reckon. But that's good. We need some controversy, Lewis. We need some new <laughs> listeners. This is what, what we need. This is going to get us on the tabloid press. Oh, this is oh. great. Yes. That's a horror. Anyway, so that was a preamble. That was more icing for the story of oh. during the week. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like I said, um, he this then is, came into your clinic? No, no, he no. didn't. Oh, but we, yep. we had on, on Wednesday morning, flat out consultation day, somebody's rung up saying, my dog has just eaten one of my AirPods. You know, what should I do? Well, you should come in so we can make that dog vomit. So what did I do, Mr. Van Kylenberg? I got that dog straight in and I said to the owners, yes, absolutely. We'll see you even though we're double booked. We'll get him in. And um, I said, is, is it definitely it? And he said, oh, yeah, literally, I was leaning over to give my dog a treat and my ear pod fell out of my ear. Oh into the pile of where the treats were. Oh. And because it was a dog that likes its treats, oh. it's just, whoom, and just scooped them all straight up. So, okay, no problems. I've got this. Let's take it out, out the back, put the stuff in its eye, not up its nose, made it vomit and bought up all its breakfast and it bought up the AirPods. So, wow. so, so. When it was the one AirPod, did you go, look, I just want to achieve it's in there. Can you get it up on your phone? Where's my, it, yep. Where's my AirPod and ding, ding, and see yep. if it's coming out of the dog or. Just, just know, walk the dog down the yeah, road and yeah, see. Yeah, 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 location stuff. Yeah, no. Well, funnily enough, I I was prepared, Lewis, because I'm a um I'm a vet, Mister Van Kylenberg, that is that is prepared for all things. Um, I actually had was ready to take an X-ray of it too, because I thought, well, if this doesn't bring it up, I need to X-ray to see whether or not it's actually still in there. Because if it is probably need to get it fished out because the last thing you want is for it to erode away and potentially cause um, ulceration in the Ooh. stomach or the intestine. 
little battery in there is no idea. We we had a don't want to jump your story, mate, but we had a no. similar sort of thing where a client came in and said, Oh, the dog's the dog's chewed, chewed my in my AirPods. Um, you know, uh, you know, um, they came in with uh, one AirPod that been sort of chewed up a little bit, and they said the dog must have swallowed the other AirPod. So we did the same sort of thing. We made the dog vomit, you know. Uh, we actually gave it a bit of food, I think, first, made the dog vomit, nothing came up. No yeah. AirPod came up. There was nothing. We're like, well, this is a bit weird. I mean, are you sure it's eating? Like, yeah, pretty sure, pretty sure. Yep, yep. So, so we, well, all right, we better X-ray the dog. So we took yep. an X-ray of the dog, and yeah, on the X-ray, again, couldn't see anything that would look like it was anything metal that was AirPod, uh, like an AirPod in the stomach. And we thought, well, that's bit, no, no, definitely in the AirPod. So, so then we got the 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 one AirPod that we did have that was chewed up and we put that on the X-ray plate and we X-rayed that to make sure there was actually some metal in yes. the AirPods, which we we know there is. And yep. sure enough, it showed up. And so then I was able to show the owner, I've got, well, here's the one that's chewed and not eaten and here's your dog's stomach and there's nothing in there. So you need to go home and find the other AirPod. Find that AirPod. Inside your dog. Before so, your dog yeah. finds it, then you're going to come back right. and we've got to x-ray it again yeah. and make it vomit again. That's yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah. So true. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so at, at once, um, this dog's brought up, uh, brought up the air, the air pod, um, yeah, in amongst all the food and all that sort Ooh. of stuff, I've, I've fished it out, given it a little cleanup, put it in a plastic bag, took it back into the owner and said, look, here's your, here's your air pod. He said, can I still use it? And I said, Look, to be honest, that's between you and Apple. Uh, th- you know, um, if yeah. you give it a if you give it a clean, I mean, they're supposed to be sweat resistant. It's you've you've bought the dog, bought it down straight away. Maybe it might still work. You know, as long as you can, you know, take the smell out of it, and you don't mind having a, you know, a, an, an AirPod that's been in your dog's stomach in there. So, yeah. Anyway. So do you know? Do 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 did it work? Oh, I haven't heard back. Maybe I should oh, give him a call. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that could be let's homework for me. Let's let's ring him on his AirPods now. Do, 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 yeah. yeah, and hopefully Live the dog podcast. hasn't swallowed. And he's got to sit there and he's got to be talking into the dog's stomach to try and <laughs> you know, try and get through. <laughs> John, John, listen. Ah, oh, mate, yeah, amazing. Very good. Yeah. Cool. Um, so that's all that's all my stupid stories for now. I've got some more stupid stories for next week. I don't want to get rid of all the icing for next week. No. So, well let, let's um, say let's save some icing and some candles, blow out some candles next week. On, sounds uh, good. On on your stories. I think it's been it's been a good episode. It's good to come back. We've both both had a little bit of breaks, haven't we? So uh yeah. you know, it's it's been has been nice to take a bit of time. So but perhaps next week we'll it's more cerebral. We could we could do more cerebral, especially if all of our listeners start letting um letting the uh the Imperfects podcast know that we've cast some shade on them. Yes. That we might need to we, we're gonna have to bring the A game then because you know if then they're listening, whew, yeah, you never yes. know. We, we might even get an invite to come on their podcast, Lewis. Imagine wow. that. Wow. Whoa. That'd be Gee, impressive. Yeah, very just, impressive. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We all do need to thank our sponsors though. Big thank you to Zilkeen. Oh, of course, Zilkeen. Uh, Yep, the mild anxiety low medication. Thank you very much for supporting uh, podcasters talking about a few anecdotes of our life or, or Robbie's life for the last forty odd minutes, which is which is which is our want. We we can do that if we want to. So yeah. get around, a, buy some Zilkeen. It's a good thing about doing your own podcast, mate. You can say whatever the hell you want. Uh, it's great, you know. That's right, and that's yeah. what we're here for. We're a forum. Yeah. We're a forum a, for a us. Forum. Thank you. That's great. Yes, That's just yeah, for yeah. us. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and also thank thank you to Delicate Care as well. The uh the food, they've got a lot of different diets um for very uh premium diets for your your dog and cat 
So um, get along to your vet and buy those. They're from, it's from WA, all Australian ingredients, great Australian food. If you're looking for something to support Aussies, definitely get along, get some delicate care. Um, and uh, and also- I, well, I, I just, I'll, I'll just jump sure. jump in a little bit before you yeah. uh, say hi to the patrons. So with, with delicate care, I actually was talking to a client about delicate care during the week because they were- talking about wanting to try and use a diet that was um, Australian made and owned that was, that they knew was going to be uh, that said what it was going to, what it said on the label was going to be actually be inside of it. And I said, well, it is something you need to be actually really careful of because, you know, when you go to the big, you know, um, mega stores that sell Mm -hmm. all the pet food and things, um, a lot of the times what it says on the front of the bag is not the same as what it actually says on the side of the bag. Mm. So um, a lot of the times where, you know, it might be a seafood diet, when you have a look, you see what the number one ingredient is and it's chicken. Mm. Um, so uh, when you actually mean, see the food, it's not seafood, it's chicken. No, no. And, um, yes. and so that's something that if you're trying to do, and a, a really good diet trial, you need to know what is actually going on in that food. Because if not, you're only spinning your wheels and you're wasting your time and your money. So, um, and that's one of the things that I know delicate care are very, very, very stringent on that when they make their, um, their skin and uh, skin and stomach uh, sensitive diet that has got the duck and kangaroo, that is what's in it. There ain't no chicken, there ain't no Mm. beef, there ain't no lamb. So that is a diet that with confidence you can actually use for those. And and I I say to clients, if we're doing it, it's basically like a diagnostic test. You know, if your dog hasn't had duck or kangaroo before and we're feeding that diet, that's the amount of of confidence that you can have in that diet that that is what is in there, that nothing else. Excellent. Very good. And also thank you to our Patreon supporters. Uh, We certainly do appreciate uh, your support uh, in allowing us to have an occasional episode where we do talk about vet-related things, but not all vet-related things. I I call it vet-adjacent, Lewis. Oh, yeah. Vet-adjacent. Vet-adjacent. Yes. Very good. Very good. Excellent. Uh, All righty, guys. If you do have any questions, you can get us on the socials. We are on Instagram. We're on uh, Facebook. Uh, I'm on Twitter. Robbie's just joined up to Threads. Um, threads, Threads, yeah, which is the threads. new, yeah, the new. Uh, well, it's the it's the UFC fight of the decade coming up. The Musk versus the uh, versus the Zuck uh, oh. cage fight that is happening. Threads wow. versus Twitter. That's right on now. So, um, so get it, get it, Robbie, on Threads. Uh, what's your handle on Threads, mate? Uh, um, uh, at uh. At, at oh, please, yeah, yeah, yeah just, at, just, at, at, I, I, I actually, I actually got at. it's at, it's at exclamation mark. I actually got on really early, so it's just yep. at exclamation yep. mark, and at, that's it. At, uh, oh, it's at, um, at imperfect feedback. Yes, um, just yes. get on threads there uh, yeah. and talk, talk to Robbie. It's because, well, no, it, with that exclamation mark, it's like wham, it's not wham, it's wham. So oh. with me, it's just, it's just exclamation mark, In, imperfect mm. feedback, feedback. Bang! Feedback. There you yeah. go. Feedback. So, so get on to Robbie there, and uh, if that handle's taken, sorry to that person. Um, <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, ask us any questions. Uh, two vets talk pets at gmail.com. and uh, and I reckon that's a wrap. We'll um, scratch you later. Uh, thanks for indulging me, everyone, and Lewis for letting me talk for so long. It was good fun. Right out. Toodaloo. Bye. No peace out. 
Pe- oh, peace out, sure. We can peace it out. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or send an email to Two Vets Talk Pets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at VetBehaviorist. And more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.